This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is for you. Whatever time it is. Um, I'm John Murphy. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. Cool. What do you got for us this time, Comic Picks by Mr. Glick? <laughs> okay, well, tonight I got something... Got a subject I hope is near and dear to heart of any um, red-blooded, red-blooded um, guy with a Y chromosome, or well, all guys have Y chromosomes. So. Yeah, but anyway, be largely true. Yeah, this 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 time I'm talking about Conan. 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 Not Conan O'Brien, but Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. So, because this week, um, what arrived this week in comic shop is the, is the last volume of the, the first series of Dark Horses to do um, series of Conan comic books. Like this is this is what I talk about is the Hand of Nurgal, an adapt, adaptation of one of um, Robert E. Howard's um, unfinished um, story fragments. And I figured, like, hey, you know what? Why don't I just use this as a jumping off point to talk about the like, Dark Horse's um, adaptations of, or new series, new series of Conan comic books in general? Because like, well, the series ran for like years and years under Marvel, which Dark Horse is also reprinting. But Conan, what Dark Horse is I'm um, trying to do right now is basically like, take all of um, Robert E. Howard's stories. And just basically adapt them into one big, huge Conan, Conan chronology. Like you're going to be see Conan's, like his lowly beginnings is like as a guy, as like a runt who came out from Samaria, all the way to his to his um, status as king, as king of Aquilonia. Mm. Yeah, and well, a lot of people were skeptical as, as whether or not the series could actually succeed. Um, Kurt, um, original writer Kurt Busiek and artist Kerry Nord really proved them wrong. The first first arc, the Frost Giant's daughter, and other stories. Now that's. Uh, uh, Busek, he's best known for doing a lot of having strong Silver Age influence, like from the gold, from like working with superheroes in Astro City, um, Marvels, like and um, and Avengers. But it's like that when I first heard that he was doing that, like his his whole like his Silver Age background basically thinks like maybe think that hey, it could actually work because he's got this whole like he skill up like right good right good old overwritten pulp dialogue. And Kerry Nord's um, the artist preview art I saw for it like, looked like he could really do like a great, um, great, bar- great barbarian style art, just like like big action sequences where Conan's like going through hundreds of enemies, chopping off guys' heads, beating the crap out of people, stuff like that. And once you know it, it turned out to be pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the whole Busek Nord um, pair up lasted until volume volume four. Like volume two was gone. Gone the Bull and other stories. Three was the Tower of the Elephant and other stories. Volume four is a Hall of the Dead, where basically music basically basically got a better offer from DC to write one of their one of their big A list series, which I'm not going to go into right now. But basically, he music um music um passed passed off the torch with an it's an it. Uh, let's see, what's the correct word? I'm looking for it. Oh, basically, there's three issues of um, Mike Mignola fleshing out one of um, Robert E. Howard's um, other story fragments, the Hall of the Dead. Which wasn't really that bad, but I mean, it's very, it's very Mignola-esque. And then since you had Conan fight a bunch of like um, gruesome creatures that go and just like all sorts of like, um, like Lovecraftian like dialogue stuff. I mean, like it wouldn't, to be honest, you could have swapped out Hellboy and the story Conan with Hellboy, and the story wouldn't have been all that different. But then it, then the other story, other writer that took over from, from real writer took over from Busick, Timothy Truman, really proved his chops. In the, in the following arcs, where basically had Conan take a bunch of um, hillbi- hillbilly, hillbilly um, cannibal barbarians, and also the rogues in the house, storyline, and this final volume, the Hand of Miracle. So now that Truman's not, 
the Truman and new artist Tomas Giorello are taking over the series in Conan of Samaria. Mm-hmm. I feel this, the series is in very good hands. Cool. And really, it's like if you like if you like Conan or just like um, really good manly type stories, it's like these these several volumes of the series of the series like are high, highly recommended to anyone. I mean, like the art the art from Curry Nord is great, and Tomas Giorello. Well, he, he wasn't really, especially really, really well served by the coloring in the last volume. Um, he's still got he's he's not the same as he's not the same as Nord in terms of style. The guy's got lots of chops in, like, in showing Conan um, beating the crap out of people, chopping off heads, killing demons, and um, slicing off tentacles of monsters. All sorts of fun stuff here. Now, really, it's like the series was actually. Especially, I'm very successful with Dark Horse. So now it's like, in addition to like reprinting the Marvel series, Dark Horse actually feels feels the effort to um, spin off the series into various um, mini series and other other side projects. Mm. So you got several different miniseries they've put out, and they've all been generally pretty good. I mean, you got Conan: The Jewels of Gwalior by P. Craig Russell, or Conan. Uh, I wish I could remember this, but it's. No, it's not. It's not a bad story. So basically, he um, encounters a, a girl who's um, forced to pretend to be an oracle for this, for this, um, for this long dead god, and wants to get 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 entangled in some sort of monster action. Then yeah, Conan, Conan the Demons of Kitai, um, where he basically goes goes over to Asia and fights a bunch, fights all a bunch of Asian looking demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you got Conan the Book of Toth, which is really, which is basically the story of um, Conan's arch nemesis, um, Tothamon. And good lord, this is a Bad, bad story because yet basically Toth's rise basically shows him doing really lots of horrible, awful things to good people. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're a horrible person who likes seeing bad things happen to good people, you'll like the story a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Conan of the Songs of the Dead was the um, subsequent miniseries they pushed after that, which is by um, Joe Lansdale and um, Conan writer Tr- Tim Truman. Well, Truman did the arcs. He's very, he's a very capable artist as well. But while Lancel and Truman have done some great work together um, with um, DC's Jonah Hex character, this one I didn't think uh, quite was quite as good because Lansdale, well, it's like he's got too modern a voice for Conan. Hmm. Like, you just listen to, wait, you see, you see the way Conan talks in this and you think, you know, it's quite seem like the like the old like typical barbarian like overwritten pulp dialogue stuff we expect from Conan. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's a bad story by any means, but it's just yeah, I was kind of expecting too much of a modern flair for it. Then exactly, yeah, yeah. The others in the most recent miniseries, Conan the Midnight God, um, by Joss Dysart, Dysart, and illustrated by Will Conrad, is actually probably the best of the miniseries because well, you see, it shows when Conan um, has a midlife crisis. He doesn't mess around because <laughs> after um, some embassies, some emissaries from the land of Stygia cause cause the death of his unborn child, Conan figures, hey, you know what? It's time to take the fight to them, and beat the crap out of them, <laughs> because hey, you know what? He's been he's been king for a while, and he's been you know dealing with dealing with like all sorts of kingly administrative duties, and that's how Conan's about. Conan's about like going going forth and like attacking and killing people. Yeah, so basically, a kid's midlife crisis involves him going to Sydney and killing this huge, huge um, de- snake demon god that's about to bring about the end of the world. And hey, if that's not a way to wait out your midlife crisis, then I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another good thing, cool thing about the series is that while, um, while original artist um, Kerry Nord um, basically said that he's not a book a month artist, he's not going to be able to cover the entire series from issue one to issue 50, 
So, like, so basically, Dark Horse came up with the plan to uh, to accommodate him. That was that was called Born on the Battlefield. More on that in a second. That, however, um, it came time that Dark Horse actually needed to put out more fill-in issues um, to give him give him more time to finish his stuff. And well, wouldn't you know it? While filler is generally like a bad term, a bad term in just about any comic comic book series, the filler they they put out for Conan turned out to be really goddamn good. Mm-hmm. And all it's, all the filler stuff was collected in Conan, the Bloodstained Crown, and other stories. In this volume, you get the story. The story with um, Kurt Busiek and Eric Powell uh, of the Goon fame, doing a doing a, a story inspired by what what um, Robert E. Howard's life um, might, might have been had he been had he been a character in Conan's universe. You also get. Ooh, let me bring up. Let me bring up the book right here and see what we got. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You also got um, Busiek teaming with with Timothy Truman for for a two parter detailing the. Um, Interesting story. Well, one of the framing devices they've used for the series is basically the, the, um, the like uh, a prince and his advisor, the wazir. Like, the prince finds finds Conan's tomb. Basically, wants to know more about him. And the wazir, like, really doesn't like Conan at all, but indulges this guy. Mm-hmm. This two-parter, um, Seeds of Empire and the Bloodstained Crown, basically talks about how the wazir tries to um, fix a story to show that Conan's that Conan was just like he'd be um, want to be king and like rule the land at any cost, like intelligence be damned. Mm. But the Wazir basically realizes there's more to this story and starts digging digging deeper to find out the whole, the whole truth of it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, in the Tower of Terateth, also um, gives you another story where Conan has to basically get to the top of a tower filled with huge, huge like demonic type of creatures. Um, all in competition against one of the cre- cre- one of the characters they've created they've originally created for this series, Janissa the Widowmaker, basically a a, fe- a female killer in the vein of Conan. Only she's had a much much rougher time of things, and it's it's some really good art by Raphael Can- Raphael Kianan. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I screwed up your name there, but and then you got um, the final story, Helm, which basically tells you about the story of um, Conan's Conan's Helm, which was lost in the first story arc. It basically brings doom to everyone who decides to pick it up afterwards. And also, wrapping up his Conan's favorite joke, which basically involves a guy getting impaled on his own spear. Because, <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's like, nothing, <laughs> nothing's funnier than falling on your own sword. Oh, yes. Yeah, especially when you threaten Conan to death afterwards, prior to that. Yeah. Now, however, if I were to recommend one Conan um, storyline over all the others, it would be um, Born on the Battlefield. Um, the, this is the storyline that um, Kurt Busiek worked on with Greg Ruth. You have Kerry Nord time to finish this work on the regular series. Basically, this story, this is a story of, this is Conan's origin story. This is what he was like, like as a kid growing up. And we see how, it shows you how he got to be the Conan we know, we know and love today. Because the story, the title, Born on the Battlefield, is perfectly, perfectly appropriate. Because basically, hey, he, his pregnant mother basically like, um, raised a spear and ran through the guy who was about to kill his dad. And as soon as she did that, she went into labor. So as soon as Conan... So this, this is the story of Conan's life right there. I mean, it's like it shows you how... Obviously, like, being born into a life of, vi- of violence and chaos basically like, shapes, his, shapes his character. And it's, it's, re- it's, re- it's really well done, especially with the, um, the art by Greg Ruth, who's got mm-hmm. really... It's, it's not like... It's not like um, Rich, being on like um, strict detail, but like it, the uh, the impression he gives you for a lot of the images he, 
he he creates this like really really unbeautiful. I mean, it's like it's. I'm sorry. I wish it, we should see more Conan stuff by him, but it's the storyline has got lots of great stuff. I mean, yeah, like Conan kind of take out a bull, bidding lots of like lots of beautiful women, slashing the tendon of a of a kid who is trying to beat the crap out of them, and also um, helping lead the charge of like thousands of barbarians against the uh, against the the, the um, the advent of civilized man into his land. And that's another thing about the series, because one of the things that they, they do a lot of parallel talk about in the series about how Conan is just like um he's a barbarian, but hey, he's straight he shoots straight with everyone. He's like he's not civilized. He is a like, he's basically wears like a thong throughout the entire series. Hmm. But like he he's um but well civilized man will lie, cheat and steal. Conan is like the kind of guy who will just like see through any you just like he's straight shooter. There is no lies or deceit, and usually it's him that winds up coming out on top for everything. Hmm. Yeah, and really like that—that's that's the thing that's carried on throughout all the series. And overall, it's like like I said, any guy with a Y chromosome or say any fan of Conan in general is gonna love the love this stuff. How about people that have seen the movie? Would they like you know the Ooh, with the, with Schwarzenegger? Yeah, would they would they um, attach themselves? Be able to attach themselves based on that viewing alone. Yeah, and I think I think so too because I think it still embodies the concept of what Conan is. Yeah, I think so too because like you know like his Schwarzenegger's um, immortal life in the series like Conan, what is great in life? See your man, like see your man beaten and driven before you, and hear the lamentations of his women. And that's also <laughs> that's also like a theme like that's also carried through in the series as well, mm. and. Like I said, overall, I'm looking forward to the um, first first collection of the new the new series, Conan of Samaria, um, written by naturally by Tim Truman and Tomas Giarello, or mm-hmm. illustrated by Tomas Giarello. My bad. And like I said, I'm looking forward to that. And I'd like I definitely love to see Dark Horse like put out a, um, put out enough series to come to complete their whole chronology of Conan's life. Yeah. So with that, all I can say is, hey, Conan. Good reading. Um, ladies, though, it's like, well, uh, maybe yeah. not your cup of tea. That's what right. I'm guessing. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'd say, but hey, it's like, there's always one in the crowd. Yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, and, and on that note, it's a wrap for this week. Back with more interesting comics for, for later. All right, we'll see you next time.